Hey, welcome to NRVR's VR UX 101 series. Uh, and today I'm excited because I'm going to be chatting with Liam, a.k.a. Lucifer M-Star. Um, welcome to the show. Hello. Hey. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks so much for jumping in. Um, just, uh, you know, I got to... I got the chance to experience a few of your worlds, and I saw on Twitter the other day that you've made more than 62 worlds so far in VR chat. Um, congrats! Yeah, that's soon quite the accomplishment. <laughs> that's quite the accomplishment. Um, <laughs> and it really inspired me to like, you know what? I've been in VR chat, jumping in and out, hanging out, basically lurking for so long. I'm gonna make my own world, and I have. Mm -hmm. um, so it inspired me to get off my ass and do some, start making my own. And I'm like 80% of the way there, making my own little world. And I have some questions for you, uh, just all over the place. But first, um, how did you get started? How did, how did this, you know, VR chat world creation um, thing happen for you? Well, I started playing in 2017. And October 2017, it's actually kind of ironic because uh it was because of the halloween competition in october of that year um it was partly because of that and another user called uh, artist 3d um he was showing us his world and he was talking about how you can create your world in unity and test it out in vr as you're creating it and um i don't know i thought his style was really cool so i was just like you know i want to try and do this or the halloween competition came around and that's what I, that's what really started it, <laughs> you know. I just wanted to enter that and make something cool that I could walk around. I wasn't really planning on making a player base or anything. Wow. And what was your background before this? Were you already a developer or an um, animator or a 3D modeler? No, I just I was a web developer, so Wow. Yeah, this you've come quite a long way quite a quite a long way. Like this is ex this is crazy cuz I just um I know uh artist 3D. Uh I I've met him um through oh, a friend. He's really cool. Yeah, he's super dope. Um so that's that's <laughs> funny how uh we probably crossed paths at some point um in the metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> um and so okay, so tell me more about like your process of learning to make vr chat worlds like um how did it start out and like how do you feel like you've come along since you started out like do you feel like you've learned a lot uh oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i've learned so much um through the first like yeah uh, i mean it really shows on how many worlds i've got if you go back to previous ones i wasn't even modeling much stuff back then i was just literally using unity cubes and planes um which is a bad idea to start off with you know if anyone's planning on making a new world don't don't do that mm. <laughs> they're not meant for that but uh yeah i started doing all that kind of stuff and um for like a year year and a half um it was just trial and error. I, I'm very... Uh, it probably could have been a faster process if I watched tutorials. But I like to learn by my own mistakes and stuff. So um, I did that for like a year and a half. And then I ended up joining a community called Prefabs. Uh, you might have, you might know them. Yeah. But, uh, the, some, of the, some of the people in there made the Devouring, which is really cool. Um, but them 
the the people in there started teaching me more about Pro Builder and Blender. And that's when the world's really started taking off with a rainy night in, which was the first world to get popular and over a million visits. So like from me, not in Voyager. <laughs> wow, that that's amazing. Um, yeah, I was going to start asking you about like your workflow process. So at first it started out just with Unity. Probably you were using some probably Terrain Builder and then you mm -hmm. and then you started using uh, Pro Builder. And then now you yeah. use Blender, bring it's it like into a Unity. Mix between Pro Builder and Blender. Um, mm. Pro Builder's good for like structures really fast, I feel. But then Blender for like props and stuff. So, wow. Um, I do do what I call Frankenstein's. Like, this world is actually pretty early, the one we're standing in, but it's like a mixture of my own stuff and then also assets. Um, paid assets, not not once for free or anything so wow <laughs> a little bit more optimized i would think <laughs> yeah i i mean i'm just impressed by you know i i would think this world took a lot like like it's just for me it just feels like the one of the things that stands out uh to me about your world is sort of this aesthetic to them where um, they're just so they're so fucking cozy. I'm not going to lie to you. They're just so cozy. Um, and I don't know if that's by design or if that's sort of just something that you run into. Like, we're like, yeah, this is... How do, how do you approach that? Like, what is your... Um, your Mind you, I, I looked at a bunch of your worlds and they're all over the place. They do vary greatly <laughs> yeah. um, the older ones are a bit more memey i would say <laughs> there's there's a left for dead map there's the one where it's like tingle giant tingles everywhere and then there's and then there's yeah. a lot of the popular ones it seems like are just around this coziness to them i don't know um can you tell me a little bit more about like um what like when you were thinking about designing the world a world do you already have it in mind what you're gonna make or are you just going as, you know, making as you go? Um, most of the time, the ideas just, like, happen from, you know, maybe I'll be outside or something and I'll see something I like and I'm like, it would be cool if there was a, a house there or something. Or, you know, I'd see a hill and I'd be like, well, it would be really cool if there was, like, a house hanging off there or a room or a cave or whatever. Um, once I've got that initial idea... Um, Pinterest is a massive help. <laughs> uh, you know, you can look through there and you can get like inspired by stuff or you can get ideas from it, you know, recreate some of the images on there. Um, I've done a bit of both. Um, but yeah, uh, the the coziness of the world's kind of just, it kind of happens because I like them to be at least semi-realistic. Um, I think there's a lot of cartoony or anime-styled worlds on here. Um, and there's always room for some more semi-realistic kind of things. And um, when I start editing post-processing and, and trying to make it look a bit more photorealistic, it kind of just ends up being cozy too. So I would have never, if it wasn't for you just bringing it up, I would have never learned to use um, Pinterest. And yeah, that's such a good life pro tip. Thank you for that. That's really good. Um, so I, I want to go back and ask you a little bit more about, um, your 
the data that you got in terms of you were able to get a million visits to a couple of your worlds or one of your worlds so far? Or tell me a little bit more about the, um, the that data that you're getting from VR chat um, about your worlds because I haven't published mine yet, so I don't know what that looks like in the SDK or anything like that. Uh, it's on the website. You know, anyone can see it. Uh, it's got like you know, how many people favorite, how many visits, how popular the world is currently. Um, the rainy night in world that I created, it was getting um, like 500 users, like each, like not each week, sorry, like concurrently almost for like a week or two. And um, that died down, but that did get over a million visits. Uh, Summer Solitude is like 4.5 million or something at this point. Which is crazy to think that, <laughs> that there's so many people have visited the world or, you know, continue to enjoy it and go back to it. Um, and they've got like a the heat ratio so I can tell if it, you know, if that starts dipping down, I'll update it with new content for people in case they want to come back uh, and try it out again. And they've got like favorites as well. So I can see if more people are enjoying it and favoriting it, keeping it in the favorites. Wow, uh, that it, it really helps. So <laughs> yeah, I know, and and I'm curious, Silla, like, why do you think those worlds are so popular in particular? What is it about them that you think um, um gets people coming back? The rainy night in kind of the player base still goes up a bit, but <laughs> it's kind of down. Um, for summer solitude, I think it's quite unique. It's got like, you know, it's got it's got skybox like this, which is um. A photographer that specializes in aerial photography, uh, 360 degree photography in China. That's why a lot of my skyboxes are from China or around Hong Kong. Uh, but uh, I think Summer Solitude's quite unique in terms of uh, lighting. I don't think it's the world itself, like obviously partly semi realistic, but there's a lot of dark worlds on VRChat. And I feel like Summer Solitude's a nice place to change that up and try and be cozy, but also bright at the same time. So mm -hmm. I think that's why that one's popular. Or one of the worlds um, just moved in. Uh, a lot of the feedback I got from that one from players was that it was so realistic. And there was stuff like just small details like light switches and power outlets really make the room you know, pop you don't think that you really notice it but you know subconsciously you're seeing it <laughs> so um you see that in a lot of my newer worlds in this world it's missing some of that because i was still you know learning what it um takes to make something more semi-realistic or relatable and um and so do you ever like uh just drop into your world and sort of just observe people and how they use your world um i'm curious to know like uh like sure you also have you, you got that vr chat dashboard where you know how many views and the heat map and stuff but like do you ever just go there and observe like kind of like a, as an anthropologist like ooh, the vr chat or the people who are using <laughs> VR are using it this way, and the people who are using Pancake Mode are using it in, in this way. Like, is are, are those sort of human behavioral patterns? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's very important, especially when you first update it. But you know, I'll keep going back to some of Solitude, and I'll be like, um, you know, how many people are going into the bathroom? Do they actually hang out in there? Is there <laughs> actually any reason to hang out in there? You know, silly things like that. Or how many people are on the balcony? 
um you know i'll just try and see if see if anything um if it's not being used like the bathroom if it wasn't being used i would remove it to, for optimization but i'll replace it also so i don't upset players um or i'll add stuff that i'm hearing a lot of the time suggested like i'll go on an alt account because i'm quite recognized on here so i'll go on an alt account and i'll listen to people's ideas like they'll be like wouldn't it be cool if there was a, a seat in here like area here that dips down in the ground or it would be really cool if the mirror was here stuff like that and then i'll change it not it wow you're going undercover that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's it's really important i think uh i see a lot of people making the mistake they'll make nice worlds but then they'll as soon as it's in community labs or made public in general they'll go into a private world and people will be like that you know they'll click on it it's and they'll just see, oh, there's like four players in a private version of it. But that person's missing out on players' first experience going into their world. And if there's any errors, they could find straight away. Or if there's any features that could easily be added the same day. It's, uh, it's really, I think it's really a really good idea. And a lot of people should uh, start doing that. Yeah, it, it, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, that's a great that's another life pro tip i'm gonna put down put in my pocket and make sure i remember <laughs> um i uh, in terms of you know because right now i'm basically a script kitty i don't know like uh straight up c sharp but i know how to like you know if there's a bug here then i can probably comment out that particular line of code in visual mm -hmm. studio and maybe that works and if that doesn't work then i break another part of it which is <laughs> a lot of trial and error <laughs> um and at this point, you know, I I do want to get better at uh, Udon, um, but all things considered, SDK two or SDK three, um, which one is better for for my purposes or just in general, in your opinion? Current, like it's a very split opinion. But personally, SDK two for Hangout Worlds, I think there's no there's. I don't think there's any reason to change to SDK three just yet for for Hangout Worlds anyway. Um, I, like Summer Solitude will be changing over to Udon because someone's making moderation tools, which will be easier. But that if it wasn't for that, I would keep it on SDK two. Um, SDK three tends to break <laughs> with each update quite oh. a bit. Um, so I've got like 60-something worlds. If I start doing them all in SDK3, that's a lot of worlds to update if something breaks. Um, game worlds? Uh, I think SDK3, obviously. You know, you can do a lot with SDK3. It's it's great. Like I'm not like hitting on SDK3 or anything. It's a great tool. It, it'll definitely take over SDK2. But at this point, I don't think it's ready for um, like novice creators or um hangout worlds in general so sdk2 i would say <laughs> yeah you know the reason why i was leaning closer to or i've been leaning closer to SD, sdk3 was or at least my thinking was well you know i'll use sdk3 um i'll get good at it while it's early and it's still nascent and when it's nice mm -hmm. and mature and fleshed out you know, in the future, then I'll know quite a bit. Um, specifically because what I want to play with 
is not necessarily gameplay mechanics, but more like different types of user interaction mechanics. Like, um, sure, yeah. in v- SDK 2, you can drop a chair and you can sit on a chair or you can toggle a button um, by like laying down a cube or something. But I want to push that envelope. I want to make I want to make user interactions that are a little bit more uh, novel, more weird. Like for example, I remember seeing something in a um, from the VR chat VK VK market. I, I remember some 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 event from Japan was going on, and they had these crazy worlds mm-hmm. from Japanese creators. And they had this, there was this one particular user interaction with this cube where, like, if you flip the cube in different directions, um, it would activate a new action. And I was like, that's cool. Like, that is, that's novel. That's different, you know. And so, that being said, do you think SDK2 could still provide me that next level of, um, because I just, just, in in the sense of where I want to push the envelope of like interactions and stuff, do you think that SDK two has mm-hmm. that ability? Oh yeah, definitely. It's uh, will be probably a lot of workarounds for more complex stuff, but you see stuff like the Devour Room was done on SDK two, and that's absolutely amazing. That's definitely pushing that out to the limits. Oh, um, nice. But that was <laughs> that was like mainly because of a user called Cyan Laser, and he's like you know an expert of that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, it, it's not a bad idea if you want to use SDK three and you know learn as it grows. Um, there are changing a lot of stuff and adding a lot of stuff. It's not a bad idea. Um, if I was going to do that, I would make that a side project, you know, mm. <laughs> I'd have like a little Unity world for, you know, SDK3 testing, and then I'll have my SDK2, um, you know, world out as well. Because you don't see, there's no, there's no reason to think that SDK2 is going to get deprecated at, like, in the future, right? Because it just feels like it's so entrenched already in the community. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, okay. The, the have said that it will eventually get replaced with SDK3, but definitely not anytime soon. Like, um, it's probably going to be, you know, another two years until they get rid of SDK2, I would say. Because mm-hmm. SDK3 took, like, two years just to get to this point. <laughs> Maybe even longer. <laughs> um, cool. Thank you for that. I, another question that I have regarding the Unity Asset Store is, for example, I wanted... Um, I'm making this world um, where I live in Northern California. There's a lot of like uh, hilly, woodsy areas, and I and I just dig that stuff. And so I made my own hilly, woodsy little world, um, and I dropped some rocks that I got from the asset store. And this is the cool thing about like uh, testing with the SDK, where like. Um, inside the editor like in the scene view it looks great in unity like oh but then once you put on the headset and you get the sense of scale and then the vr bugs jump in where like the grass is like waving with your head movement and then you got to go on google and figure out why that's that happening and then you fix that (laughs) and then you realize oh shit now the woods are shiny so i got to make sure that the reflection is down on the material ultimately i land on another bug where i just gave up i was like you know what i'm just gonna go find another asset and to make a long story short on the rocks, because the rocks are too transparent. Anyway, to make a long story short, or the question, um, 
how do I navigate that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it seems like not all Unity Asset Store assets that are free work work great with VR Chat. Is that is that sort of what I'm getting yeah, at this point? Um, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, free assets are always good, but um, it's definitely it's definitely worth paying the price for some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be careful though, because uh, there is a uh, quite a lot of you know um, bad stuff on there that will won't work. Um, I t- I tend to avoid anything transparent. Like if it's a glass water shader, uh, I tend to avoid that because VR chat. Uh, well, VR in general, it's not just VR chat. It's uh, it wants specific kind of transparency in water um, shaders and stuff. Uh, or the grass, like you mentioned, the grass was like following your head. That's a billboarding issue. Um, that's actually pretty simple to fix once you know. But all that kind of stuff, literally all that kind of stuff, um, I used to do while you didn't Google a lot of the stuff. Um, and then I would try the VR chat Discord, which isn't exactly helpful right now for the amount of users using it. You know, it just gets lost. But, uh, you know, I can't shout out the the prefabs community so like too much. It's just so that it's like um, it, it's it's a really helpful community to get into, especially if you want to create worlds. You know, the let as long as you're, you know, a decent user, um, and you want to create and you show that you want to self learn, not just like leech off others. Mm-hmm. They're really helpful people. Um, I remember I I have it saved in my uh, bookmarks on my on my web browser. Um, there's a website or there's, there's this it basically it's just a spreadsheet of like uh, from VRC Prefabs the Twitter account, and it has yeah that database is really good yeah so yeah. it has the tabs by SEK two SEK three so you'd recommend that um, that Excel yeah, spreadsheet there's okay. so much stuff on there there's so much helpful stuff there's actually some tools. That'll help you set up SDK two to make sure you're not missing anything. Like jump, um, is there any mirrors that are left on? Because you don't want to, you don't want them turned on by default. You know, it'll, it'll make sure your light sends are all set up. And there's another one for SDK three, um, set up by the user called One. Um, you know, there's just a if there's anything you need, just check the database. Because <laughs> chances are, if you've experienced, if like. Chances are, if you've like encountered an error, or you need an asset that's quite common, it's definitely going to be on there, probably. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, yeah, it, it feels like uh, the just navigating sort of the world of prefabs and assets um, is requires a little bit of trial and error and a little bit of like um, initiative um, in terms of finding a, the Discord or finding. The best resources, but yeah. if you eventually, yeah, eventually you do, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely good. This time in VRChat, like I started when there was, you know, 60 users online a day. You know, you could get everyone into an instance because the cap was 80. It was that little people playing. Um, it was so hard to find answers to questions, even on Google, because some stuff's like 20 years old at this point or whatever. <laughs> at this point in VRChat, a lot of the 
a lot of the beginner errors with Unity and VR chat and VR in general, they've already been answered, so you could search the discords and stuff. It's it's a really good time to get into creating in, um, in Blender as well, and Unity, uh, especially Blender 2.8, 2.9, because it's a lot like Unity now, so... Yes, especially... Well, the thing about Blender for me was that um, what I should have done is that like there's a way for go to for me to go into the blender settings and turn all the like uh, the shortcut keys on the keyboard to mirror the same as unity because mm-hmm. at this point I remember trying to learn blender um and just trying to remember and adapt to these whole new set of shortcut keys on how to like you know rotate the objects and how to align them like all that stuff yeah. it was breaking my brain because i i'd already like segmented my knowledge in the unity shortcut way of doing things and then i was trying to learn blender and i was just like this is this is too much this is too much you're trying to go back and forth so i think what i'll do is just i'll turn the preference to mirror unity and then I'll just have like one whole encompassing way because it seems like Blender is the way to go um, if you want to make it your own asset that is well optimized and you know really just it it really like uh, just really original yeah yeah and like you know serves the purposes <laughs> of whatever whatever you want to do in your world mm-hmm. so um, yeah so so Blender is the way to go. Um, I remember seeing a blog post from VR Chat where they were like, "Yeah, here's a list of some of the cool assets on the Unity Asset Store." Um, <laughs> so there, there's that. Um, let me ask you a little yeah. bit more about your your ultimate vision for what you want to create with these tools with VR Chat SDK. Like, you know, what is what is it? What does that lead? You know, hopefully two years, three years, five years from now, where does that lead you to? Like, what kind of worlds and experiences you want to make here? Um, I want to extend or almost, like, mirror real life, kind of. That's why I, like... So, I, I do, you know, I do enjoy the cartoony world. I love, uh, you know, the cartoony style. Um, the anime style I'm also okay with. <laughs> but, um... I go for semi-realistic, or I I try to push for just realistic, um, simply because for VR, for me, it's, um, I want it to be like real life, but with extras, you know, bonuses, you know, um, you've got stuff like, um, The Walking Dead or something, you know, it's like real life, but now you can see what it's like with zombies, you know, and go hit heads and stuff. Of this game, you know, there's so much, there's so much stuff in here. You know, the Spider-Man simulator. You could be Spider-Man IRL. Um, I think my ultimate goal for creating in VR chat would be just to create something like really realistic that people can, you know, like a public space that feels like real life, but it has features that you can't find in real life. Maybe like it's just simple things like flying or something, you know, or powers or. Um, I really like. Uh, I really want to go into creating, um, you know, uh, more worlds that uh, tend to like have more atmosphere. You know, like creepy worlds or something, horror worlds without the jump scares. It just makes you feel uneasy. That kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah, and adding an extra layer of realism would definitely, mm. definitely, uh, 
yeah, add to that uh, sense of horror and, and anxiety. Yeah, like and, phasmophobia. It's like realistic, but now ghosts actually exist. You know, you can see them. Uh, you're not you're you're really uneasy because it's so relatable going into one of those houses and and then all of a sudden you just hear and whispering which is just not not relatable you know <laughs> it's it's something it makes you panic because you're not used to it. So as a VR chat world creator, what is your ultimate or what is your current wish list for like features from the VR chat developers look like? What would you like for you to be able to? You know, what kind of features would you like to wield going forward to, you know, take you closer to your goal? I'd love for them to open up with more features. Um, like, uh, Udon's great. It lets you do a lot of stuff, but it still has limits. Um, uh, I can't really... <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's still too close to the game. It's still got a lot of rules. I can see why they have it. You know, there's a lot of users on here that want to abuse that kind of thing. But I definitely think they need to start, um, you know, opening up on some features. Like, they used to have web panels where you could you could, you could open up a website or something. I, I think they should bring back that. Um, I think that has that there has, like, an opportunity to change an entire world, to like, pretty much. You know, you could I know you can watch like YouTube now and stuff, but you could watch, you know, you could open up Spotify for party rooms or something, mm. you know, just simple things like that. Uh, yeah. Um, moderation tools for world creators. Uh, the Someone's making that in Udon. I mentioned that earlier, but it would be nice to actually have something, you know, that um, you didn't need to implement yourself just for protection, really. Um, some people can see it as a bad side like world creators are gonna you know <laughs> start banning everyone or something personally I don't see it that way you know if a world if, if someone's you know um, if, if someone's been banned by the world creator it's only the world creator is gonna take the hit because that's one less player because mm-hmm. um, that player might get banned and then their friends will leave so yeah, I think it would be a very hard power to abuse. Um, and would that be? I, yeah, I just um, it does feel like it's still the wild west. <laughs> I say it. Sure. I, I think I say that a lot with a lot of um, VR uh, social worlds um, because it really is. Uh, considering how long mm. it's it's taken to get to where we are, and frankly, it is amazing that you and I are on opposite opposite sides of the world and literal planet earth and we're having this conversation <laughs> like we're right next to each other and my brain for yeah, all in, exactly it's it's nuts for all intents and purposes my brain is like there here with you you know so so but it can still get so much better and on the moderation front on the realism side um do you feel like at one there's going to be this is more like the futuristic type of question. Like, do you think we'll reach a point? Um, if we'll ever reach a point where you're going to put on a headset, you're going to enter a VR chat world, and both the hardware and the software will be so advanced that you won't be able to tell the difference between real life and VR? <sighs> do you think that's some sometime in our future? I think that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
movie and ours. I think we'll be pretty old if it happens. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think, I think uh, you know, it'll probably be pretty soon, actually, for, in terms of realism, but to get that full, like, you know, I think, um, I think in terms of realism right now, I think it could be possible, but to make it feel like it, like you mentioned, you know, like you don't feel like you're sitting in a chair or you're standing up in a room with the headset on. I think that kind of stuff is very far in the future. <laughs> I hope it happens, you know. Um, maybe, you know, the Elon Musk brain thing <laughs> that he was doing. <laughs> maybe yeah. that can work or something. Uh, integration with Neuralink uh, with, the, with your headset. Yeah. That, uh, who knows? Stranger things have happened. Um, so <laughs> roping back into sort of UX and just overall design, like, um, do you design for sort of like, uh, emotions like, uh, uh, or like, do you have the emotions of your, uh, visitors in mind when you're designing a world? Like, oh, I want this, for example, this place where we are, yeah. like, uh, there's a, there's a certain vibe, there's a certain emotion to it that I can't. For me, frankly, for me, this this place brings back nostalgia because I used to live in Taiwan. I lived there, there for a year. And these hillsides over here remind me of a town called Jofun. And it mm. it might be Taiwan, but I, I probably probably not. Um, but it still has that nostalgia effect with it and this mm. relaxation. And I remember being on top of a mountain just like the one over there overlooking... Um, the water and the hills out out there it 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 there's definitely something about the, a vibe and an emotion that you're trying to bring together here and i want to make i want to just cover that a little bit more like you know do, are you aware that you're giving people certain emotions when you're creating these <sighs> worlds um i'm not aware but i hope so i do go in um it's probably best to explain um I think uh other stuff like music take like puts a massive uh is a massive inspiration for worlds. So say worlds like this, um, you know, I would maybe listen to um and I'll start that again. <laughs> so like I'll I'll actually listen to some music. Like just moved in, I listened to Black Puma's colours. And I was like, right, what does this make me feel? What kind of, you know, what can I imagine with this song playing? And that's when I originally created the first room, which was really warm and cozy. And I was like, but this song could also, um, you know, feel real sad. Or I can imagine it listening to it when I'm sad, which ended up making the other room, uh, which was more empty and moved out or you know boxed it wasn't there was no paint on the walls mm -hmm. um so i'll i'll do stuff like that where i'll try and take like emotions and inspiration from the music to create worlds um or like summer solitude or this world uh you know it kind of says it in the name i was like um all right i want it to be in the evening so i want people to feel that um like you said nostalgia i wanted it to feel nostalgic as if you're you know sitting in the garden or something in the evening you can feel not too hot but warm sun kind of vibes um or maybe like a gust of cold air or something 
uh, I do try. I do try and imagine, like, them sort of emotions and hopefully make it show in the world in a way that when people join, them will also feel that or something similar. So, like, just moved in, they'll feel nice and warm, but if they go in the other room, they might feel a bit sad and relate to that instead. You're definitely um, an orchestrator of emotion without you knowing. And I think uh, <laughs> it goes to just speak how well you're, you've come along in terms of just... These, these are some of, like, your world is some of my favorite worlds in VR chat so far. And so I, yeah, commend you on that. Thank you. And um, I'm, I'm curious just to know uh, two last questions. One, I want to know more about these mm-hmm. fucking amazing skyboxes. And two, I, <laughs> before we talk about the skyboxes, I want to know if you've ever been surprised about a user using the world in a way that you weren't expecting it. Like, have you come across that sort of... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, the skyboxes I start with, uh, it's the, the guy's called... Um, I, I don't, honestly, I don't know how to pronounce his first name because he's Chinese and I've only spoken to him in text. Uh, I think it's like Chow Chin. It kind of looks similar to... Um, this is going to sound bad. It kind of looks similar spelled to chicken, right? But it's not chicken. <laughs> but it's kind of similar to that. Uh, so I'm going to say Chow, Chow Chin probably. And then one. Um, you can find his name on Summer Solitude, actually, if you, if you need that. Oh, cool. Uh, this world hasn't got updated with it. But he specializes in 360-degree aerial photography. And he sells them on his website. They're not cheap, but I asked for permission to use some of them. And he gave us permission, which is cool. Um, non-profit, obviously. I don't sell them or anything. Um, but he takes some amazing shots like this one. Really high quality. And yeah. it definitely helps the world and the vibes that you get from the world. Um, there's a lot of people that I've seen come into the world and they've just stared out at it and just... You know, in VR, um, if you're not thinking, it almost feels like you lay. There's some, <laughs> there's a, there has been some users join Summer Solitude and they're like, how did you model all this city? And I'm like, I didn't model it to pitch you. <laughs> it's Hong Kong. I'd be so impressed if I did it. It wouldn't be in VR chat. Like, it'd be its own thing, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the guy's fantastic at photography. I actually want to kind of get into it myself and take some city city photography um, where I live. Um, but to answer your other question, if people have used it um, for stuff that I didn't really imagine, was that it? Yep. Um, yeah, so um, people have used them in music videos. Um I've seen pretty cool uh, TFM Johnny, I think his name is. He's, he's just moved in a few times. I never imagined I would end up, you know, being host to some musicians and stuff. Uh, I'll get some streamers using some uh, some worlds like Open Mic Night HD. Uh, I'll get some streamers in there. You know, I, I intended, when I create these worlds, I intend them to be something that I go in and I enjoy, and then if other people enjoy it, I'll update it with their features as well that them want. Um, so when I see people doing that and using the worlds for other stuff that I didn't really think, it's uh, it's quite nice. Um, 
there's people being advertised on the asset store uh on mobile devices they'll they'll use backdrops of uh you know of my worlds for some of the like apps that they've got going on with um avatars in front of them which is quite wild uh facebook <laughs> use some of the worlds to test on oculus quest i've heard wow uh which is really cool um yeah <laughs> um i didn't really think you know any of that stuff would uh would happen just from creating a world well that, <laughs> that is amazing and i hope more cool shit like that keeps happening to you because you really do deserve it um liam aka okay. lucifer m star how can people stay in touch how can people follow up with all the cool things that you're doing these days follow me on twitter at least fam star vrc <laughs> I dig it. Um, I, you know, I, I, I like the little, the extra touch that you put on your Twitter where you got little, the little burb crying. There's a little tear coming. Please follow me or something. And it, it's really, Please I, I follow me. I'm desperate. I love that. I love that. It's, it's really, it adds an extra touch of personality <laughs> and it's definitely works. I definitely followed you after seeing that. So, um, I love nice. that. Great sense of humor. Um, thanks again for your time. It's been an honor and a pleasure pleasure no problem and i'll see you in the metaverse see you guys yeah bye bye